0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Welcome to Jargonaria Live. We are a viral marketing show. We take our marketing seriously, but we don't have to take ourselves so seriously all the time. I am Kathy Klotz guest, the founder of Keeping It Human, coming to you live from San Jose, California, where we're nestled in the heart of Silicon Valley. It's a gorgeous day out here, so I hope it is beautiful wherever you are, and it's, you're getting lots of sunshine and all that good stuff. This show airs most Thursdays at 3.30 p.m. Pacific Time. And keeping it human helps businesses tell their best stories. They humanize what they do by telling great company, product, and customer stories to the world. That's what we do. This podcast is all about making marketing more human, fun, and effective because we all want that. We're all people. And as always, everybody, we're a jargon monoxide poisoning-free zone. So we try to keep the jargon to a minimum, and I should probably make a game out of it. If we do have any guests that use jargon, we'll just do something fun. And you can leave a comment on the blog, and the blog post should be up shortly after we wrap up the podcast. And thanks everybody for your your comments, and when you email me what you like, what you want to hear more of, that is incredibly helpful. So thank you, thank you everybody. Today we have a great guest on, and I'm very excited. Uh, His upcoming book will be called Shareology, Why Humans Share. And we both share a, a passion for humanizing business, because big shock, business is made up of people. We know that. And people only share content they value, what is relevant to them, and content that makes them look and feel good. And the question really then becomes is, does your content do that? And how do we get it there if it doesn't? So today, Brian Kramer, the CEO of Pure Matter and I will talk about that topic, and I'm going to, before I bring Brian on the air, I'm going to give him an introduction. He doesn't really need one, but he's going to get one, like all guests do when they come through the Keeping It Human door. They they get the right to a good introduction. Again, he's the President and CEO of Pure Matter, and under Brian's leadership, he has steered the agency to consistent growth over the last 10 years, earning it a spot on one of the fastest-growing private companies in Silicon Valley for over five years by the San Jose Silicon Valley Business Journal. They do a book of lists every year, so that's pretty impressive. And Brian was listed as number 26 by Cred as a global top CEO influencer on social media and as one of the top 50 social CEOs on Twitter in the world by Huffington Post. So, you know, he's doing all right. So we'll bring him on the line here. Hey, welcome to the show, Brian. Hey there. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for stopping by. Well, I can't wait to jump in here. The first thing that I, I just have to say is, you know, there's been so many voices out there in the last few years, and I, I'm, I think it's wonderful talking about humanizing business. And why do you think, I'm just curious from your conversations and research, why has it taken so long for that message to resonate with companies? Why do you think?
0: <laughs> um i don't you know there's the uh side that, that uh you know i want to say um where where um you know things have just gotten very complicated and and everyone has has probably looked for um you know the answer to how, how do we get to, how, how do we take all these very complicated uh processes and approach and uh, you know all the like you said when you first came on we don't like jargon a lot of jargon like all the mm-hmm. jargon right it's and so you yeah. just look at all of that just all the stuff, all the complicated, complex stuff, and you, and you think about what everybody's been trying to do for centuries, no matter what area you live in, and that's simplifying it. So um, I think now everyone it, it probably has more. It's more complicated than it's ever been. It's more complex. Uh, there's more options, more more things that we can do in marketing, and um, and at the essence of it all, what what is the one thing that we need to be if we were going to be anything? And I think I think that's just you know being human and so i i would imagine yeah. that 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 is why it took off but then again we would have to do a poll and figure out what it really was so i can only say that for my my opinion <laughs>
1: No, and I think you're right, and I also think sometimes we overcomplicate it i, I, I for example, and you 'll appreciate this. I was having a conversation yesterday um, with a company, and um, only in Silicon Valley can this happen where um, h r said to me um, so we, we, we they're, they're a software company. we did this data mining project, we interviewed all our employees around the world, and we crunched the numbers, and they looked right at me with a straight face and said, and you know we found out through our our data that uh, People want more joy at work, and I I had to just step back and kind of giggle because I thought only in Silicon Valley do we have to do a study to prove that humans yes want joy and satisfaction at work.
0: <laughs> yeah, and we
1: forget and we forget. <laughs> you know, it's like that's part of being human. Of course we want more joy, but but only right. in Silicon Valley do we need the numbers to prove you know instinctively what we all viscerally know.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. So there you go. We've 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 taken something complicated and made it more complicated. How cool is that? Uh,
1: yeah, how cool how cool is that? How cool is that? Well, we know emotions matter and and we've known that for a long time and I think you know it's interesting to see a lot of this research and I know you're you've done a lot of research and you've read a lot of the research that's out there and I I think you know um in in your book um there's no B2B or B2C and I agree it is H2H it's always been human to human. People share things that make them feel good, sometimes maybe make them mad. Was there anything in your research, Brian, that surprised you? That that you felt like wasn't visceral? Where you went, of
0: course, but it sort of surprised you about the research. Um, you know, it's it's interesting because um, I think a lot of you're right. And actually, as you look at at, at human human the at humanity, I mean, I, yeah, I do. Out, I outline this in the book in terms of in terms of the actual emotions and and I've actually pulled it into the six uh character traits of of human um and so um you know it it's something that's been talked about or discussed by um a lot of people in different ways and how you can pull different things in and be the most human that you can possibly be and basically, I just boiled it down to the three things that that erupted out of my um research which was that in order to be human, you want to be um you know the most simplistic you can um you want to be uh actually imperfect and that counts even more so as we move forward into you know all this artificial intelligence and automation marketing that's happening right now and in, in the future um with self-driving cars and all the other stuff that's coming um and then um and then um you know you you really want to have uh the, a way to be able to identify with you know the different um different brands that are out there and and to to see different brands in the way that you, they're being the most uh human you really want to make sure that you're you know in touch with how are they simplistic how are they identified with being imperfect and um and um and then what is it that we have empathy for so as you look at different brands like Apple um you know if i were to point out what are the products that um that what are their products, what do they do? You would probably be able to say from memory exactly what they do. And that's because they're very simple in what they've um how they've messaged themselves and how they've organized themselves um to the to to the uh public. And then if you look at uh empathy, you know I've asked this in audiences quite a bit, you look at empathy and you, you say, okay, what what's an empathetic audience look like or empathetic uh, company i mean um then you know you can you can uh, you probably say um you know like an amazon i mean every time you return something there's no questions asked it's kind of that nordstrom thing but um mm-hmm. but at the same time it's online and you're not dealing with people and how do they how did they pull that off how are they how do they make a customer feel empathetic and yet you never talk to anybody or you never deal with anyone and yet you feel like they care that's really yeah. really cool and then simplistic simple uh sorry um imperfection is one of those things where, you know, um, everyone's imperfect, but uh, not everyone embraces it. That's the difference. We're all try, you know, brands try to hide it, and um, they try to be perfect, and they try to have an answer for everything, and they try to be very... You know, especially in in social media, I mean, you can't be perfect. It's impossible. I mean, it's we're all going to screw up sometime. So, um, you know, that's embracing that, embracing your your imperfections, is more and more important. So now you, there isn't a company out there that actually, uh, or or I should say, there are companies that, that that represent a little bit of those traits. But when you think about it on the whole, the most human company probably will obtain um, those three traits the most, and that's when you know we've we've truly hit the the um the human, humanity gold mine if you will
1: yeah no and that's so interesting too because the imperfection one i mean and i and i, I i've heard you talk on this one before and i think it's so amazing and and interesting because you're right We, somehow or another, you know, in in eons far away, marketers got the message, well, we can't be, you know, we can't admit mistakes. We've got to be, you know, we've got to kind of, you know, give that, that impression of we don't make major mistakes. And, you know, that really alienates, I think, people because we're all fallible. And I think there's something likable and relatable to your point about being imperfect, and it actually, you know, research has been done, as you know, that shows that when we screw up in a presentation, when we screw up in a talk, that just bonds us to the audience in, in such a really, really amazing way. And I, I'm glad to hear that it, that more companies are embracing that because it's one of those things that I think took a lot of companies to get over that mental hurdle, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I, I completely agree.
1: Yeah. Can you can you talk a little bit, um, Brian, about um, the different types of sharers in your research and, um, you know, why they share and help the audience understand people have different reasons for doing it. Some people do it out of utility. Some people do it out of looking like they're in the know and and, and sort of the informers in their group. And then they share to be relevant and to look like they're a source of information. What are some of those human motivations? And, that, and I think that can help frame some of what we're talking about.
0: Yeah, so that's um, that is you're re- you're referring to to the stuff that I actually wrote about in my upcoming book. Uh, sh- I, I, I ironically titled the same as your podcast, which I just well, that's why I titled
1: out, which...
0: it. I... <laughs> What's that? Well,
1: actually, no. actually, no, it's just the title of today's podcast. That's all. Oh. it's the title of today's podcast because in honor yeah. of you coming on, that's why
0: you I talked about your upcoming book.
1: Yeah, in Thank honor you of your so book. Thank you so much. I thought
0: that was the name of you, and I'm like, no. you know, that is so ironic. And yet, I'm, I'm like, man, I hope we can share the title. Um, no, okay, no, so, no, no, no,
1: that was, it's all yours.
0: <laughs> hey, I was so excited. We had so, that, like, even more in common. Um, okay, so. Well yeah so Shareology is the name of the book so that's kind of cool uh, that we now figured that out um and the the whole idea the whole idea there is um is is to figure out what where when how and why uh humans and brands share and the the concept behind the book is um that uh you know it takes uh, we we just establish all the uh um, the the range of reasons and, and how to be a brand and be the most human that you can, and then even that boils down to, you know, on the, on the individual level. Uh, level. Now, how do we take that and equate it to the sharing um, uh, economy or the, um, the human economy, um, so, so the book is really going to outline a lot of that, but w- back to your question on the different types of sharers, that um, you know, really, um, really is one of the focuses in, in helping to identify you know, the six sharers. I um, pulled out some research from the New York Times that they did in, two years ago, I think, and it was uh, from the Customer Insight Group and basically identified um, a lot through lots of research how people share through categories. And so I can walk you through the categories if you like.
1: Yeah, just just a few of those categories. To help people frame okay. sort of why.
0: Yeah, so I'll just yeah. name them out. The, the the first one's altruists, and and those are the people that like to share um, something uh, specific within their area of interest, and they like to be seen as a thought leader. The second one is a careerist, and those people want to uh, uh, see their career rise, and at the same time, they're interested in um, also being a thought leader. But they're uh, they're sharing their way up the um, and and that means writing and. Um, you know, creating content and so on and so forth, um, and then sharing other people's stuff within uh, their area of, of interest. The third one is a hipster. Those are the first to the technology. They want to share it out the first. They want to be known as being the first, and um, and and so they're really kind of interested in the newest, co- uh, coolest things that they can share. Boomerangs are the ones who wait for your. They put throw out a question, and then they wait for your response. And as soon as you respond, they then either uh, have a dialogue with you or sometimes it turns into a troll situation. And that's kind of interesting where you know, that's kind of, this is kind of where the trolls come in into in the boomerang area. Uh, but it can okay. still be a positive area. The connectors, and uh, connectors are people that like to connect and they connect to other people. And then selectives are the ones who share privately and like to share stuff with other people. And that can be online and offline. So that's, that's pretty much the categories.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know it's interesting. And even though we don't share shareology, he is in San Jose. I have to just give a plug, shout out to San Jose because we're know, we're, right? actually, we're actually <laughs> we're actually not that far from each other. So so yeah, no, and and that is really interesting. And I think that helps when we keep in mind sort of the human motivations of why people do share. What are we creating content for, and how do we enable that? Because if we're creating content for different types. Uh, it allows us to kind of keep that at the forefront of, of how we facilitate things, and I know you, you you've talked about sort of the utility and, and Jay Bear's kind of philosophy of, of being um, of help, and I think that's one aspect of, of what we're talking about. You're still there? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Oh, okay. Was, <laughs> it just went so <laughs>
0: silent. <laughs> you were just waiting I, for me. I was waiting for
1: you. <laughs>
0: um uh, silence on the radio. What do we do? Um okay, so uh, know, what's that? I said it throws people
1: off. People think we're not listening because there's a there's a human moment when you get quiet on the phone. People go, "Are you still there?" Yeah, absolutely. I'm processing. I'm 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 taking <laughs> it all in. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, um if if you wouldn't mind um tell me tell me give me give me your question again. Oh no problem um, so
1: part of what you're you're in those six kind of different archetypes or types of sharers is sort of the concept of of being of utility and how we kind of create things that can make people feel and look good, and how the way that we can think about creating content is how does that facilitate somebody looking good and feeling good so that ultimately that's you know uh, if we distill all these different six shares, that's kind of what we're talking about, so when we're creating content, we're thinking about that at the forefront of looking good and feeling good
0: yeah um it's that's a that's a that's a really intricate one um it's really hard to and if I think I understand what you're asking I think it's really hard for people to um figure out where they fit. Um, and, you know, it's great to be of help, and, and that kind of, like, what Jay Bear talks about, where, um, you know, you, it, the more you help, the, the better off you are as a brand or as a, an individual, and that's kind of the give-give-give model. Um, and so, you know, I there's lots of... There is lots of ways, and, and I actually I, I talk about this as well in the book. There's lots of... People have a lot of different ways that they do it. You've got the return on relationship. You've got, um, you know... Um, uh, gary vaynerchuk's jab 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 right hook um and then you've got utility so there's so many uh and I'm sure there's even more, but there's so many different variations of that, and um how you figure out where you fit into the into the process of sharing um kind of comes down to um you know a um a methodology or a calculation that i basically i boiled down through a lot of different research in the book and um and one of the one of the methods um, that I talk about is that we usually share things that are um, uh, on, on that we see or identify with and that and then therefore that is what people uh, see us as um, so mm-hmm. if we share an article on a certain thing that we 're interested in, then people identify that article with something that we that identify the article with us, um, and the same thing goes for anything that we share in life and online. Now the thing yeah. is is that um we've now uh we're now building our brand through sharing. So as individuals or through brands, everything that we share we 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 then become what we share. Um yeah. we are creating our own brand. And that is um that's basically uh the essence of the whole thing and the only way that we can uh then recreate our brand which we know people like Madonna has done and you know a lot of other um a lot of other big um Names and big stars have 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 continued to do this, and then you've seen a lot of people that can't. And the reason is because they don't have content to like new content or new things that they identify with. They haven't changed as people, and the same thing applies to the brand. The brand hasn't identified with something else that they need to share a new message, a new thing. Right, right.
1: Now, I I think that makes. So much sense you know we are we are what we share, and so that says a lot about who we are and what we value and it it's everything and that's part of how we're defining you know your your business brand or your personal brand and I, I think that what you share i I always spend time thinking about not just what I write and create from a thought leadership perspective but what is it that I'm sharing and how does that sort of reflect me and add value to other people um is there Brian if we go back to these three criteria about being human and and i i, I totally agree simple and perfect and and having empathy what brands out there for you do you go yeah that's it these are the brands that are that are really doing a great job with this
0: <laughs> um no one but uh i think uh, <laughs>
1: yeah
0: it's a small list that.
1: it is sadly a small list but hopefully growing <laughs>
0: I think I and 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 quite frankly I'm I'm kidding and I'm not. Um people oh, have I a know. better job I know. better <laughs> because pe- <laughs> people have a better um ability at being human than brands do. And um and and that's why I think the launch of personal branding um uh and building your brand has been so uh su- so um uh, so much hi- so so much more highlighted in the last few years because um because social has given us a chance to amplify ourselves and what we believe and therefore the individual brand has become much stronger than in some cases and 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 even maybe in most than the brand itself and um most of the time when you look at brands you probably identify with people behind the brand than you do with the brand itself and i could you could yeah. even say that about the three brands i i talked about like if i tell you uh amazon and um and apple and um and then um, uh, I'm trying to think of who we uh, well even just those two. If if you think about those two, you're probably thinking about well right now Tim Cook, but then before that you'd probably say you know uh, Steve Jobs, and the same thing at uh, you you'd say Bezos. Uh, Jeff was the was the um, you know person behind the thinking that, of the feeling and the experience that you receive at Amazon and what he's doing. And so you know it the individual brands are really much more powerful than the brands. You know, um, give them credit for it, and we identify with with people. I don't know if mm-hmm. I even answered your question, but um no, you did. At, yeah, at the end me. of the day, I don't think that there is a brand that combines as much all three. That is the hardest thing to achieve. The ones that I think really need to work on it the most, maybe, is is the uh, the um, travel industry because they have the hard hardest hit um you know the the retail industry has the hardest hits out of anyone because there's so many customer complaints um and there's so many things that can tarnish your brand online um it's much more public facing and you can really face you know almost things daily and so i would give credit to uh people like um or companies like uh virgin america for being a really good quality human brand um they mm-hmm. they have a, a balance of humor and um and immediate excuse me immediacy in their responses and they also do what my friend Ted Rubin talks about which is looking people in the eye digitally and they go beyond um what you know what it is that the tweet is about and they actually talk to you as a person and they 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 have a human person behind that representing the brand, and, and they do that through, you know, using things like their initials so that you know you're talking to an actual person. Um, there's just things that, pe- that companies can do that just makes them more human. I think that, you know, you're always going to have a problem like in the travel industry. You're going to, you know, miss your plane. You're going to um, have a challenge, and there's going to be imperfection, but how they handle themselves is, um, is huge. And I think Virgin America probably crosses most of those um, or all three of those categories.
1: I think you're right, and it's funny because while you, while I asked the question and you were answering, I was thinking Virgin because I think, you know, I, I have never had a bad experience with Virgin, and they've always done a great job. And, and I even think Amazon does a pretty good job, and I agree with you on that. I mean, I've – I think they empower their customer service people to make decisions. That's one of the things I love. And I've only ever had one issue. I called right away, and when I was talking to the customer service person, they had the authority to say, no problem, we'll refund it, we'll we'll give you this. They had on the front line, which is really that's the the first point of contact, to be able to make it a positive experience. I thought that's really empowering your people. And so all the way through, I feel like every interaction I've had with Amazon, although they're – huge on technology those little touches make that difference and those those come to mind Cause I, I and i agree with you 100% and i laugh in in unison because it's one of those things where it is hard to achieve totally agreed and that's i think why so few examples sort of come to mind there, there's not a whole lot um i think one or more of these one or maybe two of these things can be hit but it is hard to achieve all all three and maybe that's where technology can help the things that technology does well, technology can do, but those human touches that technology really can't do, you still need to put people in those in those areas because that becomes the last thing people remember um, you know but but I think technology can still create a good experience if it's done well.
0: yep, I agree, completely yeah. agree we need to uh we need to work together more. I like your I, – I love how you think. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, you're just up the street. Um, is there, no, know, I know, what, right? I know. It's like totally. We'll have to – you know, I, I should do this live next time with video. I should really do this with video next time. Um, <laughs> is there anything – anybody out there – and maybe this is kind of a similar question, but, but maybe slightly different where you saw their content, maybe not their brand, um, but, but really just smatterings of content. And you went, you know, I wish I'd thought of that.
0: uh let's see oh, content that that um I wish I had thought of um, yeah that oh, content that's such a big question there's so much content My my biggest challenge right now is um how much content there is and how to break through yeah. it um you know then how do you how do you get your stuff seen um so what what does that um it's you know it's kind of, the biggest the best content that I see is the stuff that you didn't even see coming um you know it's the stuff that just happens and then um when the brand can grab onto it and run with it really fast yeah. um that's the stuff I really enjoy because um you know it's not so rehearsed, it's not planned it's it's a lot more um interesting like like at the Super Bowl when that left shark um <laughs> did, did his dance that that was like that was awesome I mean, how cool <laughs> that is that? <laughs> and that there's a piece of content that went massively viral and it and who who benefited uh, the NFL did and um and it just it was crazy how much a piece of content like that can can go off so um it, you know my that's my favorite stuff is like you know and I I know I know you you love humorous uh humorous stuff so you know it's that kind of stuff that just happens and and you're you're and and what's more is that the brand actually embraced it they they took it and ran with it because a lot of brands don't know how to do that and that's that's the hardest part
1: i i totally agree i think those and those are moments that are so serendipitous and so to your point unplanned that you know everyone's trying to bottle it and i think it's like we want lightning in a bottle but that's part of what makes it so darn great is that it's those are the moments that are really spontaneous and if you can embrace it and go with it when those really great things happen um that's the beauty of it right and and everyone's trying to figure out how do how do we do more of that and what's the right structure but but there's always going to be that sort of uh you know lightning lightning striking you know kind of thing with content
0: I agree. I completely yeah. agree. And yeah. And you know, one of the things, one of the, um, one of the biggest challenges, as well, is um, is coming up with content that's not the same, um, you know, because we're all using the same technology, we're all putting across, uh, things that um, across the same platforms, but then all of a sudden, what happens? A, a Meerkat or a Periscope comes out and changes the game. Um, now, yeah, uh, mobile you know, content, mobile streaming content has been around for quite a while. So for, whatever re- well, for a lot of reasons, Meerkat um, took off, and, and now we've got a new piece of, a new uh, idea of how we can deliver real-time, uh, in-the-moment content. But um, what do we do with that? And, and the first brand that's, that jumps on that and figures out how to use it, they're going to win.
1: Um yeah, so that's
0: yeah. um that's what I'm excited about right now is that is, is how does technology come out and how do you grab onto it and then run forward with it real quickly so that you can you can use it and innovate your your marketing or your brand and um and connect with people
1: well said, well said, and with that, we're almost out of time. I can't believe it. Half an hour goes by ah. very quickly goes by so fast. Brian, will you come and join us again when uh Shareology is uh is out? I would love to. Awesome. And now I'm wishing I had named the podcast Aurology. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and
1: even though I didn't, I did just this episode, well, we still have a lot in common. So so there you go. Yes. Um, thank you, Brian.
0: Thank you so much. I appreciate it.
1: And you can follow Brian. He is at Brian with a Y, Kramer. His company is Pure Matter. Again, his book on all this this good stuff on sharing will be called Shareology, if you haven't figured out by now. (laughs) Um, His upcoming book, and I think it's going to be a great one because the topic is so important. So um, as always, you can follow me at at Kathy Cloak's guest, no hyphen. Thank you so much for all your notes and emails. I love hearing what you love to to find out more about. All right, everybody, you know the deal. I'm Kathy Cloak's guest, keeping it human, so you keep it human too. And we will see you on the 23rd. We'll be talking to Amy Harrison about humor and video, one of my favorite, favorite topics. All right, everybody, take care.